Welcome to One Brother and a Shot of Milk. That's right, you heard me right. I said One Brother and a Shot of Milk. Sorry folks, but Lawrence and Chris are out for the week. We're saying we kicked them off, but the truth is they had to take care of family business. Life happens. Life gets very lifey. But we're still talking video games, comic books, animes, TV shows, movies, and more. I'm Jack Walker Pearson. We got Richard Wilson in the house. Riz, what's up, man? How was your week? What have you been watching? What have you been reading? What have you been playing? Um, I think as usual, work and everything. Um, But what have I been watching? reading and playing. I haven't been reading, but I've been listening to my audiobooks. And man, this this uh zombie series, pretty dope. Um but not what I've been playing though. Destiny two dropped their 30th anniversary content. So I'm running through that, leveling up for the for the Witch Queen uh, content in February. So I'll be ready for that. And I've been playing Halo Infinite. The campaign, the multiplayer already came out, but the campaign just came out a couple of days ago, and that's really my thing with Halo. I love the campaigns, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Three four three's been messing up. They they they're out here just dropping half-ass content. I feel like that's that's an ongoing trend now. Like people just drop half half-ass content, and then they'll do like. You know, like little patches here and there, adding things here and there throughout the season. Seasons are the new thing now. A lot of developers like to make seasons, so they'll they'll drop kind of like a bare bones game, and then like season two come out, then they'll put the rest of the stuff like for the for the the campaign. You know, I don't know if you ever played Halo before, but we all know run through the campaign. You you play with your buddies. You know what I'm saying? You got co op on there. This doesn't have co op. It's not going to have co op until May. It's ridiculous. That don't even make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. The map is supposed to kind of be like open world, and I'm finding some places that they will not let you go. I'm like, no, this place is not that open world. Well, the, you, that's just they're leaving room for expansion. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, it's a decent place. All I say is, it. I, I wouldn't buy. I'll be mad if I paid the sixty bucks for this game. Good thing I have it on Game Pass and I got it for free because I'll be absolutely upset. PlayStation need to up their game. That's all I'm saying about that. I'm telling you, I think I heard they were trying to trying to do the same thing because they're, they're seeing like, yo, I got too many games. I got I got to move games around. I got to delete games. You need that but, external uh, hard drive plugged in. Yeah, I got I got I got three of them, man. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been watching. Uh, what I've been what I've been playing, what I've been listening to. That's my week. Well, I picked up my uh, Batman '89. That's the uh, Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Batman, Rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, number four. Hey, uh, Chris, what'd you think about the Batman? Oh, Chris ain't here. Uh, Anyways, the Batman number four was dope. And then I picked up my uh, Superman 78 number four. Hey, Lawrence, what'd you think about this? Uh, uh, Lawrence ain't here. I guess we won't, we won't talk about that. The other two things I picked up, you know, I love Peach Momoko. Oh, yeah. So I picked up her latest. Demon Days X-Men, The Creator's Cut. Nice. Aw, oh, dude, I'm just... I'm so excited every time I see Peach in the in the shop. And she's everywhere now. I mean, she has blown up tr- on a tremendous level since she won that award. Um, and then what I've been reading is The Department of Truth, Volume 1, The End of the World. And for any of you guys listening, if you're looking for just a sick graphic novel to jump into... 
Well, it's uh, pick up the trade. It's got you know the first series of uh, books, but the Department of Truth is sick. Not not giving anything away. Uh, maybe a tiny spoiler. Just the premise of what the content is. You're basically living in a world where the power of belief dictates the truth of the world you live in. So if enough if enough people believe in a thing, that thing is true. So vampires might exist if and like uh, witches during Salem, everyone believed in witches, so witches actually started existing and manifesting. But it's it's crazy because it's set in the real world backdrop. It's like men in black, but the circumstances of the reality, the reality of the reality is kind of crazy. So I'm looking forward to picking up volume. Dose! Nice. Alright. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna ask you a question now. You wanna ask me a question? I wanna ask you a question. What's your question? What is Thor's favorite food? I don't know. What is Thor's favorite food? Tortillas. Yeah. Yeah. Tortillas. Yeah. No, I get it. I gotta be... I gotta be honest with you for a moment, though. When Lars is out this week, and I knew you were picking up the joke of the day, yeah. I had a higher expectation, because it's you and me sitting here every week watching him drop these bad jokes on us. <laughs> Yo, you, you, yours might have been worse than his, though. Thortillas? Oh, my lord. All right, well, let's redeem that segment. Let's take a walk down the street, left at the light, and we're going to find ourselves at The Collector's Corner. Is that right, ladies and gentlemen? It's show and tell time. Here at the Collector's Corner, we might pull a toy off our shelf, a comic book from our vault, or a sword off the wall. It's free range. You never know what you're going to get. Um, it can be worth a million dollars or just sentimental. So, Rich, what are you showing and telling today? Let's go. I got my pops here. Uh, 332, Rick and Morty, Pickle Rick, but with the laser. Yo, you got a pickle, Rick? Yes, with the laser. And if anyone knows the uh, the pickle the pickle Rick uh, story or episode, it's when he uh, pretty much made an Iron Man suit out of rat entrails and parts. Yes. And then got into a fight with his nemesis Jaguar, and uh, pretty much fashioned a laser to fight him, and he's. Hatching around kind of like a boombox, you know, 1980, uh, 1980 style. Right there, but yeah, Pickle Rick. I'm so got jealous of that. Got the got the injury on the side there with the with the pickle that he stapled to uh stop the internal damage, I guess. I, I'm looking for the just a regular pickle. This it doesn't come in this series here, but I need to find just regular pickle rick. I'm showing two items today. One okay is a callback to last week. Last week, if you haven't checked out that episode, a couple of guys hit us up, and they asked us to review their comic, Rabbit's Badass Song. So my show-and-tell item is my copy of Rabbit's Badass Song. And I'm super excited nice. to add it to my collection, man. The art is sick, and the story is great. So you know how I'm always saying, you got to support content you want to see more of. So I picked up my copy. My other show-and-tell item is my G.I. Joe European Mission number one. Came out June 1988. It's a 9.8 comic book. 
and a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not top of the shelf, but it is a fun one. And you got all the later characters on it. Roadblock, Duke, Dusty. Um, so that's my show and tell item. And we'll post those on the gram for those of you who uh, can't see, which would be just about everybody right now. You know, I think it's, uh... Time for the news! So, the Halo dropped their live-action series trailer. Looking pretty good. I mean, I can't, I can't wait for that. But now I have to figure out what, what service do I need to drop in order to get Paramount because it's too much. It's, it's, too it's much everybody. Every, every platform now has their own pay-to-watch thing. It's hemorrhaging money over here, and I can't afford this. So I got I got to figure out what I, what do I watch the least and get rid of it to add something else to take that space. It's either that or dare I say black market back channels for content. No. no. <laughs> um, I say this man, it looked I, I thought it looked sick when I first watched the trailer. I thought it was another video game. That's how just how crispy the costumes look. I was like, it looked straight. Out of the out of the video games. Yeah. Oh yeah, it looked real good. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the, the live action Halo stuff. I, I'm not gonna say I've seen it all, but I have a few of the um of the uh, stuff that came out, and it's pretty pretty dope stuff, man. I, I love I love seeing my video games and you know like my my anime and my comics come to life in live action. Just spare no expense, and that's the other thing. And Paramount is trying to claim their plot of streaming platforms so they're just throwing money at these projects same as disney and they have the money to to they don't they don't got mouse money but they're paramount man they got money so it looks sick we also got sonic the hedgehog 2 i'm not a big fan of sonic i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't play it that much growing up um, I, I watched the first one. It was entertaining. I wouldn't pay to go see it in theirs, but you know, it was it was it was entertaining. Um, this one looks like it'll be it'll give the same performance. Um, Jim Carrey's is dope as usual. Glad they didn't go with the original of Sonic. I know that was a major thing. People were boycotting, but um, but yeah, you got Knuckles in it, just Elba voicing it. See how that goes. Yeah, he sounds good. I actually did enjoy the first Sonic, and I was surprised. I was one of those people that were like, I wouldn't like publicly trashing it, but I was privately looking at what they were presenting as the Sonic movie they were going to drop, going, what and why and the F? And then they took in the cry from the fans who wanted this content, and they went and they re-engineered the look of the guy and re-dropped that trailer. And when they did that, I was like, all right, I'm going to support this. I'm going to go support this content just because they heard our voices and are trying to give us something we want to watch. And, you know, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was actually, it was a lot funner than I was expecting. And you're right. This trailer looks like if you enjoyed the first one, you're probably going to enjoy this one on about the same spectrum. My only gripe, and it could just be the way the trailer's looking, but the last one ended with us going to Sonic's place. You know, where the video games are pretty much set. Like, let's not do the He-Man thing they did in the 80s where they brought He-Man to Earth. Let's go there. And uh, so I was excited for Sonic 2 to exist on his world. And it looks like it's going to be set in Earth again, which 
Meh, okay, fine, whatever. But Idris Alba does look great. And I'm I got more excited about seeing Tails. I was like, Tails, mother F, which makes sense because he's in the second video game. So I was happy, ha- happy, happy, happy about that. Um, we got a whole slew of video game trailers that kind of dropped. We're not going to go through all of them. Matter of fact, we might not go through any of them. <laughs> the Suicide Squad, um, Kill the Justice League. So we saw some gameplay for that. Yeah. It was looking pretty good. Um, looking kind of fast-paced. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just like co-op to it. Like you can kind of switch off characters on the fly, but that's the kind of vibe they were giving to me. Mm. Um, Golem? I saw it, and I was just like, why would people want to play a game of Golem in it? I, was, I saw that too. I was so confused. And I was thinking, I mean, they didn't show a ton, but it's like, is he like the Batman version of him lurking in the shadows, trying not to like engage with people? That's what it looked like, because what else is he going to be doing? Like smashing, no, fish? And, and like, <laughs> like, what is Golem doing? Smashing <laughs> fish and petting his ring. Yeah. And then, um, but the I, graphics look good. Yeah, the graphics are good, yeah. I mean, at this day and age, you really can't have bad graphics. And that we're uh, so spoiled. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Hellblade 2, which is looking dope, but Hellblade 1 look, also looked fantastic. Yeah. Star Wars Eclipse. I uh, didn't see gameplay on it, but, you know, it just ran through, like, some quick cinematics. They're just and teasing it. Looking it. Pretty good. And A Plague's Tale Requiem, which is the sequel to A Plague's Tale. A Plague's Tale. Is that yeah, that was the one set? Yes. Yeah, the bubonic plague was going around, and you're, you're the uh, peasants yeah. around. I, I didn't know about the first one, but this one was looking pretty good. I was like, I might need to get into that. Yeah, I played the first one. I played a little bit of the first one. Graphics look good, and you're. It was kind of remind me of um, The Last of Us. Like it's got that grimy kind of texture to it. Yeah, like The Last of Us and the other one, but the was kind of like technology. Uh, I was just playing it not so long ago. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Which is one of the reasons why I like it. I like the way it looked. I like the way it played. Like, especially like Last of Us. You know, Last of Us 2. She was kind of like jumping through and she had a little crossbow. Mm. And she was, you know, you know, killing dudes and like kind of sneaking around a bit. So, yeah. I picked that up. Um, what else you got? I saw Steel Rising. I didn't watch it. But I just like, did a quick little um, reading about it. Um, Paris... 1789, a robotic warrior against mechanical armies of King Louis the Sixteenth. What? Why not? I feel like I'll be into that. Yeah, it's, and it's going to look great. It's crazy to think of where we're at with video games. I mean, yeah. when the Final Fantasy remake game came, and I started playing that, it was exactly what I remembered the other game looking like when I was a kid playing it. But if you go back to the other game, that came out, you know, 20 something years ago, whatever it was. They're like little block figure dudes, you know? Yeah. But my memory of playing the block figure people was what they gave me now. It's funny how we process things, and it's funny just how far graphics have come along for, for the content. Yeah, because back then, you know, those graphics were, that, that was it. Like, that was dope. Like, wow. And then I guess what it is, like, our imagination just fills it in and makes it smoother for us and makes it, like, fleshes the rest of it out. But yeah, for us that was that was top of the line, you know. And it was top of the line at the time. That dude has spikes in his hair. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's go to the fashion row and check out what Rich is wearing. But let me go first because you're gonna blow my shirt out of the water. I'm sure. You go first, yeah. I'm rocking a uh, 
Batman villain shirt. You got Mr. Free... And it's in the shape of Batman's insignia. You got Mr. Freeze, Joker in the middle, Two-Face, and uh, Poison Ivy. It's kind of a dope shirt. Thanks. Let's see what you got. Listen, I, I feel like, you know, you were in my closet, but uh, I kind of went Batman also. Oh, it is captivatingly cool. It's Yo. the Joker, but you got, like, his head is, like, fanning off into, like, bats, and then you got the bat insignia inside the eyes that are red. And, yeah, man, it was, I saw this in, I think, either Walmart or Target. Wow. And I was like, yo, I need to get this. This thing is pretty fresh. All right, anyone who's wondering what richest and, and list, for the record, his shirt is way better than mine this week, as it is most weeks. Um, I, I gotta tell you the truth. It's I look forward to seeing the shirt, man. So no pressure, but he has outdone himself again, which is not surprising. And uh, snap a picture of that. We'll post it on the gram for anyone who's watching or listening, rather. You will check out the Instagram, Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk, and Rich is going to be held to taking a picture of that shirt so you can see it because it's pretty damn cool. All right, well, let's stop being so nice. I hear we've got a debate on our hand. Let's get ready to rumble. It's more of a question we're posing today. If you could take a live-action series and turn it into an anime... What series do you think would make a great anime, and why? Uh, okay, let's get right into it. First, I got two, actually. One is comic book related, the other one, not so much as sci-fi, which is another one of the things I love. Um, the Boys? Yeah! Uh, come on, you can definitely make that into an anime, and it will just be dope. Well, it's already, uh, I mean, it is already... A comic book, and right. it is a series. Now you're right, you're right. It's not a cartoon either, though. No. So the boys would definitely make just. I mean, you, come on, you got you, you got superheroes just being bad, having to be put in check. You can just like the world is open for anything when you got anime. Like you can make anything happen. Um, and then I'm gonna go away from the comics a bit. The Expanse. Yo, actually, that could be pretty dope. Yeah. So, yeah, those are my two, man. The, the, the Boys and The Expanse. Like, I love The Expanse. Come to find out that a whole other season is out. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm just over here tripping. But yeah, like, again, anime. You opens the world to anything. You can do anything in anime. Yeah, and the style is so, I don't know, it's different than any other content. Um, I kind of went a different direction. I was thinking... Hannibal. Did you ever watch the TV show Hannibal? I did not. It wasn't it sounds amazing. Obviously, you probably know Hannibal Lecter, which is a famous Anthony Hopkins version, Silence of the Lamb. But I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking the television live-action show Hannibal that came out a few years back at this point was just sick. The graphic way they depicted the murders, the way the police detective solved the crimes, um, he really stepped into the shoe and the the mental process of the um, the suspect. And it was dark and mysterious. It reminded me a lot of Death Note. <clears throat> All right. So I'm like Hannibal Lecter version of like a Death Note thing 
I just think could be a wickedly successful anime, you know, and you could expand on what was already working so well, this cerebral psychological mind F of events. And again, the graphicness of it was like, eesh. so what is that in comic form? Hmm. Right. I mean, I don't even know if we can actually call this a debate, but it ain't much of a debate when both people are just spitting fire. <laughs> Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll both take the W. Well, I guess that brings us to the main event. I, I got to tell you the truth, Rich. This cast is going to be a lot shorter without the other two brothers clogging the flow. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. We're still going to try to give the people the best content that we can. All right, All right so let's do it. It's time time for the the main main event. event. This week, ladies and gentlemen, the main event, we're talking Super Crooks. That's right, you heard me. The anime TV show that dropped on Netflix revolving around the Jupiter Legacy storyline from Mark Millar. He brings us Super Crooks. Now, for those of you who have not seen it, here is a quick spoiler heavy i'm gonna repeat that spoiler heavy recap of the netflix series that we're talking about so we start the show with kid version of johnny bolt he's not a superhero but he wants to be he's superhero centric he loves the uh union of justice he wants to be a good guy he's totally into this and as a kid in high school he develops powers the power he develops is the ability to mess with electricity This guy shuts down an entire city block before he's even barely prepubescent. So he's rocking it. He's aided by his friend, who is even more superhero-centric than he is, and they come up with a superhero title and costume for the guy, Electro Boy. Driven to impress a girl, Johnny decides to unveil his powers in front of the town, and he just happens to do so over a giant swimming pool. And I gotta tell you, the second I saw that, I knew where this was going because ladies and gentlemen, and Rich can attest to this, electricity and water, they just don't mix. They do not. So Johnny Bolt ends up electrocuting everyone, just about everyone. And it was so horrific that it just led to a series of horrific events. Cars crashing into churches, Pregnant women getting run over. I mean, it was about as violent and gruesome and brutal and disturbing. Oh, by the way, if you're wondering, this content is for adults. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this content is not for the faint of heart or for children. There's murder, blood, sex, drug, stealing, larceny, smoking. It has it all. So if that's not your cup of tea, uh, you can live vicariously while we tell you about it instead of watching it. (laughs) Anyway, so Johnny just decimates the town bloodshed everywhere and he's sulking a corner his friend comes up to try to console him and johnny's like i can't get rid of these powers and he snaps his finger and the atm machine next to him spits out a couple hundred dollar bills johnny picks it up and he goes you know what f it if i can't be a hero i'll be uh smashed to the title super crooks (laughs) so that's where uh, episode one kind of ended. And then I'm going to give a, a quick blaze through just kind of the, the rest of the series. Johnny, episode two, we pick him up. He's an adult. He's spending time in Supermax, which is this prison facility where you put 
all of the hardened superhero criminals and they got harnesses that remove them of all their powers. So Johnny's doing time in Supermax. He's getting released and his girl, Casey, picking him up from prison and she wants to bone. That's what's on her mind. She's dra- grabbing his junk in the car. Did I say that this is adult content? Because it's pretty adult content. And the second they get home, they're ripping their clothes off. They, you got side boobs. You got buttocks. You got something is about to happen. And then, whoa, everyone else knew Johnny was getting off. So the boys are hanging out in the living room. Cassie's put out. She uses her powers. Uh, she can manipulate your mind. And she makes everyone think they're drunk. And they leave the place so she can get it on, which she does. This content does not pull the punches, ladies and gentlemen. So Johnny's friends, now that Johnny's back in town, hit him up. Yo, man, let's do a robbery. Let's steal some jewels. And let's not just steal one jewelry. Let's steal 10 jewelry shops. So what does Johnny do? He tells his girl, baby, I ain't going to steal these jewelry shops. I'm literally a day out of prison. What do you think? I'm a fool. Cut to him and his boys robbing all these places. Then we jump into probably the longest chase scene of any content ever, which spans the course of several episodes where him and his boys are just running from the police, running from superheroes. And for those of you who can't see, I put superheroes in hard air quotes, which can contest. These superheroes are maybe more villainous than the villains themselves. They are just decimating the public, (laughs) trying to stop Johnny and his boys from running. They're taking over buildings, crushing people in their path, destroying property, cars. This content does not show you what a hero is. You think Superman, Batman are heroes? You think the Justice League's heroes? You think what? Um, The Avengers are heroes? That's not this content, ladies and gentlemen. So anyways, they go through a series of fights, blah, 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 and they get away segue into casey goes listen johnny we gotta we gotta make a different life for ourselves so let's let me introduce you to the person who's been mentoring me the heat so we meet the heat who's basically this old timer guy from way back in the day who was an infamous villain and he puts together his own little super crooks team of people you got johnny who's got electricity you got Ghost, the ghost who can basically phase through walls, kind of like Kitty Pry in X-Men. This she can phase he can phase through things. You got these twin brothers who are not twins at all, but they're brothers, and they kind of have like Wolverine Deadpool powers on crack. I mean, they just they're getting I mean, there's a scene later where they're running to the final heist and they're just getting obliterated. And then you got, obviously, Casey, who's kind of the VIP of the group. She's like Professor X-type powers, right? She can control your mind. So they put together a heist. They're going to steal all this money. The heist goes bad. Team dismantles. Johnny goes back to prison after getting married but not getting married. And then he gets out of prison again. And he puts together his own little super crook team. I'm jumping, folks. Folks, I am jumping. And we're going to talk about it here in a second. He puts together his own little superhero team to pull off the heist of all heists. They're going to take out the bastard, a bastardous villain who has the ability to blow people's heads up. Yes, you heard me right. He blows people's heads up. And they decide we're going to take out the bastard because he's a retired villain. And they have to do it because the heat 
was after Johnny went to prison, the heat was trying to steal money out of a casino by running a scam from some other villain that went poorly. And that guy said, listen, you need to give me a hundred million dollars. I'm going to kill you to try to teach a lesson. So Johnny goes, you know what? We're going to steal a hundred million dollars. In fact, we're going to steal $500 million. We're going to steal so many millions of dollars. It's ridiculous. We'll all walk away with fifties of millions of dollars. So that's what they decided to do. And long story short, Chaos ensues. One thing leads to another. They have plans. They're telling plans, but not telling you the plans because they have plans within the plans. And at the end of it, ladies and gentlemen, they steal the money. And the team gets away and the heat survives. And Johnny and Cassie end up getting married. Do they? I forget that part. But it sure feels like their relationship is not on the rocks at the end of it. They're back in Sue and they're boning on the beach. And super crooks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was a lot. Like this thing went on to the point like you you thought it was gonna end, and then it was like, no, we got more. Yeah. Like constantly. Also, spoiler alert, we're gonna say some things that will ruin this movie for you if you have not seen it. You need to go see it. You should probably stop watching this and go see it. Actually, no, don't stop watching this. Continue watching this and then go see it out. Yeah, and you can tell us whether we're full of BS or not. Yeah. So this, this is one of the hero that you kind of see a lot of, the Praetorian. His powers are, he has random powers depending on what car he drew. He's got a 52 pickup is kind of what his powers are. So it's he's got 200 plus powers that depending on the card or series of cards, he has access to. He doesn't know what they're going to be and no one else knows what they're going to be. Right. So he ends up being a bad guy. He pretty much, he's, he, he's playing two sides of the fence. You know, he's a, he runs around in the public guy, he's a good guy, doing all the good things, even though he's out here killing people and whatnot. But he also, uh, he, he's the muscle for the bad guy. You know? So he ends up he ends up catching them, but then the girl plays the mind tricks, gets him out. Now they're out there, you know, you would think, okay, we're free now. I still have my freedom, surprisingly. You know, I'm just going to just marry my girl and just live a decent life. You know, she was going to college. She was trying to be a regular regular person, you know, a regular good, upstanding citizen. And then what does she do? He wants to rob again. Yeah, but then what does she do? Him and his boys go and rob the jewelry stores, right? Right. And Cassie's like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. And he's like, I won't. But then he does it, and then she saves the day. And then what happens is she goes, hey, listen, you want to be a criminal? Come meet the Heat. The first big heist. They're stealing this helmet thing from the Union of Justice. It's basically they're going into the, the equivalent of the Justice League watchtower, and they're stealing this stuff. And so they create this whole series of uh, events to rouge the people into getting out of the building long enough for them to steal it. But the irony of that, she's like, you got to go straight, man. You just got out of prison. And then she's like, all right, so you really want to be a super crook? Let's do it this way. It's like, come on, y'all. Come That's on. That's true, man. She, she was leading him straight. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that whole part. Like I said, it, it, it ends and you think it's going to end and then there's more to it. And I completely forgot that part. Yes, they went there and they tried to steal, they tried to steal at the, um, of the, the Union Hall 
and it ends up being the stuff on display ends up being fake and the real stuff was down in storage in a safe underground they had to go grab that and of course the Praetorian is there with his 52 cards a new, with a new card he's what he had laser eyes that time he had that really turdy power where he shoots water he like farted water out of his hands. He's like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" And they're like, "Come on, guys, he's weak. Let's go." And then he started. Because he also got someone had laser eyes. He did. He started flipping through the cards quicker. Okay, yeah. And then he got yeah. Then they started killing civilians off, and then other civilians were getting it on tape. Yeah. Which he was just like didn't care about or okay. didn't know about. But anyway, so they end up getting the mask or getting the helmet to get for this dude who ends up being a perv. Like, oh wow, perv. Yeah, the creeper peeper. Yeah. So they end up they end up getting they end up pulling it off, making it back to the hideout. And then because they because uh, the Praetorian heard where they were going, the the guy that they were working for also worked with the bastard. Mm-hmm. They had their own little team at one point, or like a mafia crime syndicate. So the bastard and Praetorian went to the hideout. Taking the money, killing pretty much everyone but the main people. But the main people killed the butler. Killed uh, what's the guy's name? Mister mm. Magic Mask Man, the creeper. Yeah, creeper. Mister yeah, Magic Mask Man. We're just gonna call him that. Ends up killing him, who was like totally oblivious of what was going on. Like First so time. oblivious. Okay, my man was just hiding up in the rafters. He was so oblivious that I honestly could not understand why the plan was to steal this helmet to give to this guy to then induct him into your crew so you could go do more heists like that was the plan it was like such a lame plan that ultimately just ended with this guy getting his head exploded anyways because the bastard blows heads up and he blew this dude's heads up yeah the bastard's propels pretty dope though like was it well let's examine what he's able to do blow people's heads up (laughs) (laughs) yeah no you know what? You're right. My bad. If you're talking in terms of villains, like, he, he's out here just like, listen, do what I say, or no matter where you are... I'm gonna blow your heads up. I'm gonna blow your head up. <laughs> and that's what he could do. Like, he had his, his sniper rifle, and he could do it from anywhere, pretty much. Like, he was doing it through buildings, you know? Like, some how was, they didn't explain how he did it or how he was able to, but he was able to sense the person, and boom, boom. head blows up. It's pretty crazy. But, um... That whole ha- the whole thing happens, and then, you know, they try to do the whole normal life thing. Like, yo, I'm going to marry you. Like, they're walking in front of a church, and he was like, hey, I'm going to marry you. Marry me. Gets down on bended knee, proposes, and then some random woman, some random He gets real like, excited about it. <laughs> He's like, oh, if you want to do it, you better do it quick, because they about to tear this place down. First of all, I was kind of offended about that. I'm like, wait a minute. Why is this... Why is this a black woman yeah. talking in the most ghetto accent? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, you, well, you got to keep in mind, this is uh, Japanese-made content, right? So yeah. the original dub is in Japanese. So I watched the English dub. And you can't tell that – you can't tell. It's 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 top-of-the-line dubbing and the acting is good and the, the way they mix it and all the audio effects. It, it just – it doesn't take you out. But every now and again, I did wonder <clears throat> about the translation process. I was like, I don't know how well I think some of it translated in English. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that happens. That happens. I mean, I, not much you can do, just, just roll with it. I did have a gripe. 
you tell me what you, you tell me what you think. Everybody, in every single instance. So for for those of you who are wondering, Super Crooks is about basically crooks pulling off heists. So it's kind of heist content. Um, and as you probably know, all heist movies have the plan, the good plan that's going to help you to accomplish what you're trying to do, which is steal something or rob someone or whatever the case is. In every single instant, the plan began to be shared with the people who are going to execute said plan. The planner person goes, I'll tell you the rest later. <laughs> every single time. They, they start to say, they say like one or two things and they go, hey, don't stress. And you're like, Yo, but we're doing this tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I need to know everything right now. I couldn't believe it. It was it was frustratingly vague to me. And I kept trying to give them my benefit of the doubt. I was like, all right, well, the planner is keeping a lot of stuff close at heart. And I can kind of, that kind of made sense when Cassie at the end gets angry and she leaves and she opts out of doing the final robbery and you're like, oh, I guess she's mad, man. She's out. She's at the airport. And then, you know, the main villain, the bastard, goes to the airport and catches her. And he's torturing her. And you're like, all right, how are they going to get out of this? And it started feeling to me like, oh, that's probably part of the plan. They're just doing that thing where they don't tell you what the plan is because they've been doing it the entire series. So her getting caught is part of the plan. Right. And then she, and it was, at the end of it, it was part of a heavy spoiler alert heavy, heavy spoiler alert. The plan was the bastard picks her up and and she puts him under her Professor X spell and makes him think that he blows her head up and he's in control again, but the whole time he's not because the plan was we're going to go steal this stuff, he's going to go chase you, you're going to be the distraction, take control of his mind while we're stealing the stuff, which ends up being the ultimate plan. Um, but in every single instance, there's a plan. It's like no one's actually sharing the plan with the team. And so I would have rather they didn't start to tell the audience the plan if they weren't going to tell us the plan, you know. Or you get to do it once. You can do that once. You know, the Heat can do it. Or Johnny can do it at the end. He's going to keep that element close to heart. But it's like every single time? Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that, that kind of kind of got old, but yeah, I mean, but it was dope, though. I mean, they're not very good crooks, as far no, as like they're, super they're crooks. Not. I would call them. I wouldn't call them mediocre crooks, but I wouldn't call them super crooks either. No, definitely not. They're they're, they're super in the sense that they have superpowers, and that's about it. They're not the they're not the best crooks at all. No. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to tell you what, the one guy that I like, even though he didn't get that much shine, was Forecast. Oh yeah, me too. Forecast was great. My man was smooth. I was, I was he had an odd skill set. Yeah, I was, I was wondering, like, what are they going to do with this guy? Right? Yeah. So for, Forecast is basically had the power equivalent of like Storm. He could control the weather, but he could control it a lot quicker than Storm could. Just like... The brothers who had Wolverine's powers, essentially, they just activated. Like, these guys get mutilated. 
Fingers chopped off, finger grows instantly back. Arm gets chopped off, arm grows instantly back. Like, they grow their limbs back so fast that Dude got bisected and and joined himself and created uh, a Siamese twin version of himself where he was literally on his own shoulder. And you're like, well, I guess you're going to have to cut that appendage off. <laughs> um, I'll tell you something I really like. I wa- we watched Jupiter's Legacy, right? For those of you who don't know, Jupiter's Legacy is a live-action series that Netflix dropped earlier this year, also by the same content creator, and it was canceled after one season. Ladies and gentlemen, the show was canceled, but they're still giving us the Millarverse, so we got super crooks. Now, what was fun for me was seeing all the characters from Jupiter's Legacy in here and just, like, glimpses of them every now and again. Like, the characters you follow, follow in Jupiter's Legacy are such a footnote in this content. But it was really gratifying and satisfying to me to see to see them. Did yeah, you- even if there were just, like, quick glimpses, you know, just, like, real quick. Uh, some of them, because, who was it, the, um, the mental dude, he had to go to yeah. Germany? China. He had to go overseas China? to a convention, or China. He had to go overseas to a convention, which got him out of the out of the tower, so that they can so that they can go and pull up their heist, and even be close to the tower, yeah. because he can read everyone's minds within like a certain radius. Brainwave, that's the term. Brainwave, yes. Yeah. And then uh, also, when you saw a Utopian in there and Lady Liberty, and um, Utopian Son. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty dope just seeing them in there, like um. Taking care because they had to take care of like a whole other situation just when everything was happening at the tower, and then they were just like, you know, how are we going to handle this? And then Victorian came in, knocked it all out, and massacred everybody. But uh, yeah, it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. I'm rambling, I know, but yeah, this is what we do. We, this is what we do. We talk about stuff and we ramble at times. All right, but listen, uh, just having them in there, just you know, they're over there taking care of certain. Uh, uh, situations where and they can't come back to handle this like it just shows that every hero can't be everywhere and you know they have to they have to let her, the, the other heroes uh, to, to pick up some you know I had mixed feelings on another element if okay. you if you watch Jupiter's legacy there's this code they keep talking about and the code is the line a hero can and can't cross it's what the whole series is based off of, Jupiter's Legacy. That code was out the window. There was no code. And where it bothered me was, wasn't that there was no code, is that there was no code for even the people who were within the Union of Justice team. Mm. You know, and we even saw it at the Union Hall, where the dude straight up murks all the civilians. Heat vision. Blast. Just blast. So casual. Blast, blast, blast. And it wasn't just him. It was like all these superheroes were, in this content, depicted in a way where they're more villainous than the villain protagonists who were following. Yeah, like the, that first that first heist with the chase that um, was the Mountain Dude. Like, oh my he was just God. wreaking havoc. But he wasn't even worse than the Bouncy Ball Guy. The Bouncy Ball Guy was like just obliterating houses, home and business, yes. and home and business. He took out half of San Francisco. Yeah, it was just wild. It's almost like... Like, if I can compare it to anything, it's like, they do what they do, they, they want to do because they have just, like, great lawyers. It's like, well, we have a legal team that's going to, you know, pay off whoever they need to pay off and, like, just sweep this under the rug. Just settle things out of court, if you will. If someone wants to come sue, someone wants to make a big, 
you know, a hubbub about it. Like, we have a great legal team. They're going to take care of this. So I pretty much can do what I want. And it's wild. Yeah, they, they were out there just wreaking absolute havoc. So I had... Like, wait a minute. Are you the good guys or yeah, the bad guys? No, like, and, but, they were, the, but they were the bad guys of the content, which I was cool with right up into the point that those people were the people who were in the Union of Justice, mm-hmm. some of them. And then I'm, and then I had a problem because that's one thing I liked about Jupiter's Legacy was the conflict was dealing with the code, the content was dealing with the repercussions of not crossing the line, and um, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen some of those elements of those characters, and, and you kind of do because what's the guy's name? The fifty-two pickup card guy's name. Uh, the Praetorian? The Praetorian. I mean, we see the Praetorian later in trial where he's being tried for his crimes that he's committed, but those crimes aren't because he laser-blasted tons of civilians. <laughs> you know, the crimes are, oh, you work for villains. And so, I don't know, man. That that element of it left a funny taste in my mouth. It didn't destroy the content because the content is following these villains and not the heroes anyways but to me it, it didn't do a it, it did a disservice to this universe that is created in the graphic novels uh, in the comics and in that live action where the morality of being a hero the honor code of what that means what the whole jupiter's legacy is uh just did not translate at, at all it was almost like a comic footnote, just how horrific these heroes were. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they do that in, in anime. Where the, the, the director will take their own uh, spin on things and just take liberties, yeah. if you will. Because I, I noticed um, there was another one, just kind of go off. It was an X-Men, a Wolverine anime on Netflix that I just couldn't watch because they took so many liberties on that. Like, first of all, they made it do like, eight feet tall. I'm like, he was eight feet tall, like slender. I'm like, what is this? I couldn't even get through the first episode. I'm like, I'm done with this. Like, but they'll, they'll do that. They'll take their liberties and you know, just, just make their own little thing out of it. Which, I mean, I'm not sure how closely the, uh, if they were at all, the, the creators of Jupiter, Jupiter's Legacy was uh, with this anime. But um, I feel like I feel like they stick more true to the, to the content when the creators are involved with it. Yeah. Whereas opposed to, you know, you kind of just like, you have, you have the universe. You kind of have, like, a rough idea of what the universe is. Have at it. Because, I mean, because Jupiter's Legacy, they they had this... In, I, I didn't read the comic. Just, just put it out there. I didn't read the comic. I came in looking at the at the Netflix show, and pretty much this is where my, my starting point is. So they were really big on the, the, on the code in the comic. Yeah. Well, that core is the mm-hmm. core, you know? Um, but everyone else was just doing what they pretty much wanted to, to a degree. Yeah, I mean, that's what's fun about the content. It's it's kind of like the boys where you have these high-powered people that, you know, um, there are real-world consequences to a battle that happens in a city. And same with, like, um, Invincible. There's collateral damage and there's, you know, it's, it's yeah. bad on both sides. And so that is true. And the villains are villainous. You know, the villains are villainous. And this content came out, I mean, decades, decades after 
Superman and Batman and Justice League and uh, your Avengers. These, so you know, the shock factor of seeing the graphicness depicted in these comics that aren't bound by the same regulations that DC and Marvel necessarily filter their content through was some of the big springboards for this stuff. So they wanted it to be more shocking. They want to show the duality of people, you know? You might be a hero, but you're still um, living a secret life that's questionable. Blackmail. You know, which is why you have this hero character who's villainous, but then working for the villain. But he's a hero, and he's been a hero for decades and decades. So it's like, I don't know. It makes feelings on some of that. Um, oh, speaking of living double lives, the uh, the gladiator, the gladiator. Was out here living a triple life. Yeah, he was a hero, and he stuck to the code. You know, he was he was a goody two shoes hero, but at the same time, on his uh, his alter ego, he was he was a married man with kids, mm-hmm. and then also he was on the down low, had himself a boyfriend. I mean, he was. But I'll tell you what I really loved about that character is he was the only character who we saw had a code and did stick to the code. And he stuck to the code so much that he ends up being uh, inducted into the super crooks because, okay, so we skipped this while we're going through it. The uh, Johnny blackmails the guardian into joining the super crooks because he has photo evidence of him cheating on his wife with a guy and so he's like i'm gonna let all this stuff be public i'm going to ruin your secret identity i'm gonna ruin your marriage and i'm gonna tarnish your name and so the guardian goes all right listen i'll do the heist with you at the end thank goodness he does because they needed some actual super help uh and this guy is a superhero but i think think, just to interject real quick i think another thing that said yeah let me do this is because he said to Praetorian. yes it's a bad dude. Yes. And the Praetorian was going to be there, and the Guardian had beef with the Praetorian because that trial had come out that showed that the Praetorian was a villain and working for villains. So he had other ulterior motives to get involved, yes. Um, but what I liked about his character was after the thing was over, he goes to his wife and he tells his wife the truth. He goes, listen, I've been leading triple life. And I'm not going to lie about it anymore. And then he goes and he marries uh, his, 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 his boyfriend. And so even in that, you see where this guy has a moral compass and he's trying to stand for something, trying to do right. But he's the only one. Honest to God, he's the only one in the, in the entire series. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I like the art of it. And it is anime-styled. It's not strong anime-style, but you can tell that it's Japanese content. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like that element of it. I would recommend it. I wasn't... If I'm being real honest, I wasn't in love with it. I liked it. Um, I probably will casually watch the second season, um, but I'm not jonesing for it. But I'm happy that the content's out there. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll also second that. Like, I wouldn't recommend people to go watch this, but if you want kind of a, I would say like a like a fun heist type anime, throwing some gratuitous violence, 
Uh, yeah, you should you should watch this. Uh, but yeah, the second I, I, I'm the, I mean I'm I'm the type of guy. As Lawrence said, there are two type of people in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, people who walk away say no, and people who have to watch, who have to continue and finish everything all the way through. I am that guy. So season two comes out. Yeah, I I will watch it. I would say that guy. I would say this though: if you're looking for this kind of content and you haven't already seen Invincible, which is on Amazon, right? Watch that. It's it is incredible content. It's superhero content. It's graphic. It's adult. Um, and this is of that vein. But for me, if I'm watching something that is in the same ballpark, Invincible is infinitely better, in my opinion. Yes, I'll give you that. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, yeah, watch. If you're gonna do it, watch Super Crooks first. Then go watch Invincible because you're just gonna have a great time. Ah, I see. I see. Work up to the better stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had fun watching it for the most part, and yeah, it was, it was a good watch for me. All right, man. Yeah, same. So you want to hit us with uh, some recommendations? Listen, I have some recommendations. In honor, I should wait for this, but you know what? I'm like, you know, let's, let's just put it out there right now because they're good. I'm gonna give you three. Three animes that take uh, virtual reality to a whole new perspective. Now you gotta understand, some of these animes, I wish this technology was here because you put on like helmets and gloves and it immerses you into the world. You can feel it, you can hear it, you can taste. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna give you one Excel World. You got high school kids who compete with each other virtually. Um, you got one, start with a nerdy kid, um, geek, overweight, people, people bashing him, but inside this world, he is the man. No one can beat him. Um, it, if they come try, he, if they come close to it, he just, he just levels up and, and, and decimates. Uh, you got Sword Art Online, which is another one of those, you know, helmet, glove, fully immerse yourself into the world type, type, uh, animes this one the first the first said it was so real that there was a virus or program that wouldn't allow people to log out so mm. people were in comas in a sense but still in this world living out their day-to-day life great watch um there's a, there's a couple movies out there's also a, a few uh, series following that following this in the same world uh, actually one dealing with guns this one is more fantasy uh series uh swords and whatnot and the other one was was more was more gun related which was pretty dope because i'm a gun guy and then we got i'm probably going to butcher his name Bofuri. Hmm. Bofuri pretty much follows a young girl who gets into the world of, of VR, introduced with her fr- by a friend, and she picks up a, a shield class. And she's having a good time playing, 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 and she ends up pretty much leveling herself up into a tank. And she's having fun with it, and people are taking it serious trying to fight her, and she's just like, ah, you know, just using her all of her skills and attributes that she pretty much is a beast. I'm like three episodes into it. Actually, no, four episodes into it. 
And right now, I'm having a great time watching it. It's, it's, a, it's a nice, fun watch. I recommend it for everybody. So, yeah, so you got three. Excel World, Bafuri, and Sword Art Online. There's some more out there, yes. You can come for me in the comments if you want. There are definitely more out there, but I'm just going to give you three that I've been watching recently. Sick. And we can, we can add on later. It's like, you know what? We'll probably add on later when the Matrix come out. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's sick. So it's basically, we got some anime content that's like uh, Ready Player One. Yeah. 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 All right, man. Great Rex. All right, well, thanks for joining us this week while we're talking Super Crooks. If you like this episode, then you're really going to love it when the whole team is assembled again. So make sure you uh, come back and check us out. Next week, we're talking (laughs) Spider-Man. And there better be a damn (laughs) Spider-Pig. All right. Anyways, man. All right. So listen, download, like, subscribe. Uh, You can check us out on Facebook or Instagram. We're three brothers and a shot of milk, and we're dropping content all day, every day. So see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Peace.